What's up and welcome to episode 33 of Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. Today we have a special episode because we are not going to go into all of the details of what's happening in movies and video games and TV. So today we're going to do something differently. Let's do some top tens. In a world of podcasts that do top tens, this one is special because we have a pseudo three-part rhyme in our title. It's the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon. That's a four-part rhyme. But can it be with oh, well, Brandon, Brandon and Brandon? You can't rhyme the same word with the same word. Yeah. Although if you throw your hands up in the air like you just don't care, then maybe you can. Okay. Yeah, cool. How you doing, brother? I'm I'm well. I'm I'm glad that we are recording a week following our previous one. Yeah, we talked about Spider-Man Homecoming, and I've had a lot of time to think about that movie since. Still a really good movie. It is a really good movie, but the I, more I, I thought about it, the, the impression it left on me mm-hmm. wasn't as good as I had hoped. And that actually helped me in our first top 10 list today. Very good. Nice transition, bro. Yeah, because cool. we have two top 10 lists. Our first top 10 we're going to discuss is yeah. going to be our top 10 Netflix originals. And our second mm-hmm. list is our top 10 comic book movies see this type of thought this type of care passion ingenuity this makes me think this is why we're raising the roof one recording <laughs> at a time yeah yeah we're, which Would hand you do you say raise your roof with are you a right hand or a both left? oh both oh cool yeah like spider-man and home spider-man homecoming too homecoming too <laughs> that's the sequel <laughs> yeah. it's called prom trust me he goes <laughs> he goes to prom and he raises the roof better than he did in homecoming yeah anyways what and when what you're a- raising the roof you know what you're doing Putting your hands in the air like you just don't care. We are wetting the whistles of our listeners. They're probably like, just get on with it already. Uh, as you know, if you've listened for any period of time to any of our previous episodes, except for that one where we just got straight into things. Remember when we did a Walking Dead uh, season that was premiere? A, that was a special episode. That though. was a special episode, which we might want to do again as we are on the eve of Game of Thrones season seven. Yes. Yes. It's Saturday, July 15th at the time of this recording tomorrow. So excited comes back to us game of thrones starting its second to last season but anyways before we get into all this and break it down we have like you said we have two respective cool top tens and it's hard narrowing down comic book movies to only 10 it is so it took a struggle um but before we do all that we want to let you know about a great opportunity for you and this time it is well tell you what it's our fake sponsor that's what i'm trying to get at and instead of us doing a testimonial like mostly usual we're just going to play this for you so hope you enjoy this It's the Baby Got Comeback Tour. Oh my God. See the show of a lifetime as two huge one-hit wonder megastars join forces on stage for the first time ever. It's player... And Sir Mix-A-Lot. This is a dream pairing because we all know Sir Mix-A-Lot is a player, and Player likes to mix it up. Want to go to the show? Of course. So find tour dates at overpricedtickets.com. Enter the promo code. The f*** are all these fees for no additional savings. Don't miss Player and Sir Mix-A-Lot for this legendary pairing up on stage. We'll see you at the show where there might be other people. Baby got back. Brandon, we've seen some great 
concert collaborations like this. Now, yes. a lot of times there's just a clear main act and there's a clear opening band. But sometimes you have two bands they're that just are like just huge. Right on the, they're just even. And this is real life. Brandon and I went and saw Blink-182 and Green Day both at their respective heights of their popularity. And I thought, how does Blink-182 go after Green Day? That was me personally. Do you remember that? Because yeah. they did. So who who determines in this situation with two huge megastars like Player and Sir Mix-A-Lot and one plays right after the other, right? You can say that one plays Baby Got Back to Back. Very, very astute observation. This is why we're friends. <laughs> I think so. I love dad jokes. Yeah. All right. So it is time to jump into... Which one do we want to make our topic of the week? They're both worthy, but I think... Oh, I think I don't think we have a topic of the week. I think these are... Could they be... To- this co- is I just Co-topics? That. Yeah. Could they be... Gosh darn. <laughs> can you sense my excitement? Could they be co-topics of the week? Yes. And we'll just play half the music for one, half the music for the other. <laughs> you want to do that? I, I think that's a smart right, idea. Let's do that. Let's get into our first top 10. It's our first half of the topic of the week. Netflix, by the way, it was really creepy. You were my witness. As I was telling you uh, that I was reading some of the, uh, what is it? Golden Globe? Is that TV? Yeah. 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 Uh, nominations. I was reading some of them. It's crazy to think that so many subscription-based uh, streaming only services are now like ruling the Golden Globes. I remember back in the day, well, they're when it was, ruling like, television, ER now. and West Wing, and now yeah, it really is. I think the last vestige of anything that really even shows up on the radar is pretty much like Game of Thrones, to my knowledge. Everything else is uh, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon well, Prime. AMC based. has some good stuff. I, That's true. It's not to say that cable. But the, they're now in the majority. They are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And as I was telling you that, probably about five or ten minutes later, my phone made this weird buzzing sound that it doesn't normally make. And I showed you the preview pane. Mm-hmm. It said, 91 nominations for Netflix. Now, Check. is this a news alert? or for Strangely enough. That's weird. I don't know. It's like my phone was listening to me. So, I love Netflix shows. Not all of them. And there's feels like there's damn well over 100. I wouldn't that between all the animated originals and there. Oh yeah. So yeah. I actually, in order to put this list together of our top ten Netflix original series, yes. I looked up all of the Netflix originals. If you take all of the movies, TV shows, uh, documentaries, etc., then yeah, you're you're talking probably several hundred. Yeah. Of TV shows alone, I don't know. So we're looking maybe at not quite a hundred yet. Probably probably close to it. Soon to be, I'm sure at this rate. So we are breaking down our own individual respective top 10 Netflix series. And I'm going to go ahead and kick this off. Yeah, please. I think you finished this. I know I finished this. We're ta- you do number 10. Right. By the we're way. Do a let, countdown. Yeah. Let's do a little prefacing here just so you guys got the flavor for what we're cooking here. This is something we're not going to name individual seasons. We're just going to name the series as it stands. Whether it's completed, still ongoing. Yep. Yeah. So we're not going to be like um, House of Cards season two. No, just... You name the series as a whole. And whether it's canceled or whether it's still ongoing, that's up to your interpretation of how you enjoy it. So for me, this show has had one season in the can, and I really enjoyed it. I'm going to say number 10 is The Santa Clarita Diet. Okay. I really thought that humor, the black humor, horror aspect, and with some you know Hollywood stars, it was great. It yeah, was really I, fun. I actually tossed that back and forth because my number 10... I actually have not even watched the full first season of so it. So you're just basing on what you've seen. The few episodes of what I've seen, but I also am basing it a little bit more on everyone else's perception and critical re- reception of it. Because my number 10 is Master of None. But I had on there... 
I cross that one off my list because I just haven't seen enough of it to See, like it. But that funny. which I've seen is hilarious. It's it's the reason I haven't got into it is because it was a really kind of almost dry and dead humor. Yeah, which some people find which is masterful. very anti Aziz Ansari. He's it is. like, hey, I'm yeah. zany. But it, I think you know he obviously does really well in that. Role. Oh, it's a great role. So I actually had Santa Clarita Diet as my number ten. Cross it out. Put Master of None. That's strange because I had literally I had versa? Master of None yeah. as my number nine, and I just said, you know what, I'm gonna just cross off the list altogether because I haven't seen enough of it. Yeah. To be no, like, I hear that, and that that was actually what I was tossing back and forth in my mind because I haven't seen more than probably five episodes. Kosher. But for sure, I mean the awards it's getting is off the charts. It is a good show. And, no doubt. and and if you look at most top tens for say Netflix original series, which admittingly I was looking through them to get some ideas because I was like, what am I missing? You know, what am I forgetting? Um, a yeah, lot of them be had Master of None as the number one. And more power to that show. So what's your number nine? My number nine is animated, and I don't think it's very popular. And maybe some of our listeners are like, oh, I haven't even checked that out yet. But if you have, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Bill Burr's F is for Family. Yep. I was. Not very fired up about the show when it first came out. I thought, uh, you know, they just put a little test season out there. I think it was six episodes or something. Uh, and then it was gone for over a year, came back, and this last season was hilarious. And it has some A-list players in it. Uh, just Well, A-list, that's your own interpretation. But it has some Hollywood regulars in there. Uh, Sam Rockwell mm-hmm. is like a coked-out radio DJ neighbor, and he's hilarious. That voice he gives it is just perfect. Uh, Justin Long is the angry teenage yep. son. And just, I was not alive in the 70s, but just the, the feeling of throwback and nostalgia and the way it, like, lightheartedly, but also really seriously takes jabs at the timepiece is really funny. And, you know, usually Bill Burr annoys me with his voice and then, eh, I'm from Boston, you know, or whatever uh-huh. he's from in the East Coast, but he works really well and it, it gets really serious and really dark really quick and it's really funny. So it's just a good show. Okay. So, uh, F is for family ended on a really cool note on season two. If you make it through. So I haven't seen any of it, but you've been, you've told me about it and I will probably sooner or later try it. It's one of those. It's not a show you like, Oh, you can't miss it. Yeah. Or where you, you need to watch it by a certain time. So you can talk about it with your friends kind of deal. It's right. just kind of good background. I literally watched the majority of it over the course of washing dishes. You know, just put my phone right up there on the shelf. Yeah. It's one that you can play on your phone. Right. And, and watch it at the same time. Yeah. You got it, buddy. My number nine actually is not a regular series TV show, but one of those documentary series, Making a Murder. Murder. Okay. You know, that one really just, I remember so much hype around it. Yeah. And then it just very quickly left my mind. Well, because it didn't have much staying power like a TV series would, because that constantly feeds it. Sure. And so, but it, because it, it, Aren't it they was. Are they making a second season, though? Um, if they are, it's probably not around the same Maybe trial. Maybe uh, a new case. case. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, really good uh, documentary. It's definitely slanted. Yeah, I was going to say, did you read any of the stuff that came out after the fact? No. Okay. Well, of course, there's pros and cons up and down the right. list. Right, so exactly. Believe what you believe. That's a good, good contribution, though. By yeah. the way, I just want to take a quick moment to say, when I asked for a piece of paper, you handed me a card for your stepdad yeah. for Father's Day? Yeah. For his, or his birthday? No, it was Father's Day. And then I just, and you're like, well, I didn't get to him in time, so just use that. I'm like, are you sure? And you're like, yeah. And I said, well, why don't you just give him to him next year? I'm maybe I'm a little more thrifty than you. It just made me laugh. I'm, I don't want, I don't want to keep a four dollar card. Would he for ever a year. know? No, absolutely. Oh, it's your own preference. But here's the thing: next year, I would totally forget that I have it, and I'd go buy a new one. Just put it on your refrigerator <laughs> for a year. For a year. <laughs> Countdown to Father's Day. My number eight, which is one of the most recently released Netflix original series. 
I love it because I'm a huge professional wrestling fan pretty much all my life. Yeah, and Glow. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to watch Glow. It's the gorgeous. It's a real story made into you know. I thought you were gonna say some some wrestling. Anyways, hater. Glow was really funny, touching, and it paid a lot of respect to its source material, which was a legit thing back in I think 1985. This little startup garage band effort called Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, and the women rapped, and the referees it got. It was like a, the Muppet Show from the 70s meets uh-huh. WWF of the time when you know Hulkamania was running wild. And it's just super funny. And Allison Bree's in it. There's And she gets topless. Yeah. I a little it. bit. A little bit. Side it's, boob. It's fine. I have the internet. <laughs> I know. They, they made a big <laughs> deal of it before the show even released. Mark Marin's in it. Hilarious. Just a really funny show, especially if you like that stuff. But you don't even have to be a wrestling fan to get some of the references or see some of the cameos. You're just like, oh, I get that. But even more so if you're on the, yeah. the insider path. So I've heard a lot of good things do about check it. Check it out. It's I will, funny. I will check it out sooner or later my number eight bojack horseman which uh-huh. i'm assuming is somewhere on your list it is um because i know you but i i i like it also mentioning allison brie oh yeah that's yeah. right she's in there so i like it but i don't love that show so gotcha. i put it at my number eight um i i struggled between that and my number seven which we'll get into in a little bit which, sure which one should be where, but no, yeah, it, I'm go it, with it deserves to be on top 10 for it's, sure. It's on the top 10, but it's definitely not in my top five for sure. I follow you. My number seven, which I had to shift around a little bit and wound up here. Uh, originally it had a little higher, but regardless, orange is the new black. More seasons are good than not, but so they that's re- my number seven too. They, Oh, sweet. They yeah. really lost me with seasons three and four. It just got really weird. And there's just, it is almost like someone broke open a, a container full of uh, popcorn kernel trying to account for every character. I'm like, what's this character? Who's their, what's their motivation? What's their backstory? Yeah. And it just got really sloppy to me. Uh, but this last season, which I don't think you finished. No. The one that re- just came out? Yeah. It, no, I have not. It came, it brought me back a little bit. Okay. This, the ep- season before, season four, just really, I just stopped caring. And I, I don't even think I finished it. But then I went back and watched it to f- know exactly where we're right. leaving off on uh season five and i gotta say it's it's getting good again um I, I don't like how it basically almost every single inmate that's in there is made to feel sympathetic it's like no sometimes they're just bad people who make selfish decisions it's I, always somebody I else's admit, not always but it's almost always somebody else's fault that jacked this girl up or did this to them or they're a victim and right they're really not the person you think and it's like no, i never sometimes really thought just about bad it people. but i can totally see what you're saying absolutely um, Hey, tying this into some of our comic book conversation we're going to have later, two of the ladies that are regulars in Orange is the New Black have appeared in comic book movies this year. The gal that um, had X-23 and was escorting her, she uh, I forget her character's name, but in the movie Logan. Yep. yep she's, she's in there. Orange is the New Black. And then Maria, who uh, is uh, very heavily featured in this season, um, she's the cook, Puerto Rican lady, short mm. hair. She was uh, the teacher in Spider-Man Homecoming. Remember, she catches the... The Ned friend looking at uh, porn on the computer. Oh. She was the, yeah, she's from Orange is the New Black. I suspect we'll see more of uh, the I cast. Just, I just, that just connect for you? I, I, I think I remember looking at her going, she looks familiar. And I think collectively that accounts for both of our number sevens, unless yep. you had anything else. Nope. So what's your number six then, friend? House of Cards. Funny you mentioned that. Is that yours? You'll see. Okay. Uh, yeah, House of Cards. There's not much to say besides it's just a very well-written and well-directed and well-produced show. And the actors are amazing. 
Yeah, it's weird at first when you start seeing, and this is one of their longer running shows. I don't think many other shows are in. I think their they're fifth, on season four, five. Oh, they five. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think any other show that I can recall has a bigger star than Kevin Spacey. Right. And it's awesome his character and his rise to oh, power, and yeah. And um, the woman that plays his wife, uh, Robin Wright, who yeah, she and she's like a producer on the show. Also, as uh, she directs certain episodes, she was also in a comic book movie. She was in Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, right. Yeah, yeah good knowledge. Uh, I will tell you a little more about why I like House of Cards when I get to it. I w- it's still to come. Okay. One of the things I'll say about House of Cards, though, is I'm watching this most recent season. I, I think I know where you're and going. And there's all this crazy shit that's happening. And all I could think about is, yeah, that's pretty mild by reality of our current presidency right now. Yeah. It's when art imitates life. But the yeah. art was kind of first. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, right? It's sad but true. So you're number six. My number six is Jessica Jones. Okay. Um, there's a lot of comic books. St- I, I think what I'm putting out is the first comic book-based series of the Marvel collaborations with Netflix. I have a feeling a lot of our top six to six one to will one, be yeah. comic book-based. It will book-based. not include Iron Fist. No, it will not. It better not, or else I'm mad at you. Nope. Okay, cool. Yeah, Jessica Jones. Uh, don't need to break it down. I will include the Iron Fist trailer. <laughs> before I include the Iron Fish TV show. That's fair. Uh, I'm not going to break it down a whole lot because I'm going to save it for when it comes up on your list. But And you know it will. And I thought it was just a really strong season. I wish we saw a little more of her abilities. That was the one thing. Yeah. Um, rather than just her shoving people or punching people or leaping, but then it's not caught on yeah. frame. Um, but, but that was a comic book series based on the character more than any of the action and and not even her character i think that it was about 60 percent her character and about 40 percent the purple man and i think he's what anchor that i mean the show itself was compelling enough but he's the reason you wanted to keep watching mm-hmm. you know why i would stay up to like 2 a.m yeah. on a particular morning after i started at like 10 i knocked that show out quick great show and i, just, I am uh, a huge fan of david tennant oh the yeah guy for who sure. played the purple man so yeah. I, I was glued to the screen as well. Yeah, that is my number six. All right. My number five is Narcos. You ever seen Narcos? No. I God, mean, it is so I've seen good. Half an episode, probably at best. And it's no aversion on my point. Just I started watching something else when it came up and I've never got back to it. But that's the beauty of Netflix shows because Netflix pulls you can always go back. other third party stuff, but they'll never pull their own stuff. Right. So I can go back and watch it. I'm sure if I was to redo my top 10 based on. A lot of what I've heard and read, maybe this would filter back in. I just can't put something on I haven't watched. So tell me why. Uh, you know, Narcos is just a really well done story. And it's obviously everything's based on a true story of Pablo Escobar. He's a uh, bad guy. He is a bad guy. And in this show, it makes him out to be a bad guy, but a genius bad guy at first who over a couple of seasons kind of slips away into a little bit more of a madness and paranoia. Uh, but it got done, like a Breaking Bad feel to it almost? Where like things never get better and keeps getting darker and darker? Um, based around drugs? In a, that's a good point. In a way, yes. Cool. But it kicks off right, right from the get-go. Pablo Escobar is this upcoming drug dealer who you just do not fuck with. But is he the main character? Because I know it's very like told from the narrative point of view from the, yeah, he, the agents, right? Yeah, he's definitely the main character. But it does focus on two, um, I think, DEA agents that are... What a life that must have been. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I do five. look forward to checking that out. 
For me, number five is BoJack Horseman. Um, I just really like how this show isn't just like your typical animation. Uh, of course, it is an adult animation, but it gets really dark and really gets there fast, much like uh, the show F is for Family I mentioned, but in different ways. But I just really love it, and I just love listening to the, each episode and be like, I recognize that voice, even if it's a long standing character or just a one-off voice but i've heard Patton oswald on there i know oh, yeah. i've heard other people and they just pop up randomly and they'll I not like even that. play the same character yeah uh the same time necessarily it's just a well-crafted show and i just can't wait to see where it goes next and i love the um oh gosh todd's character todd is hilarious yeah uh, jesse pinkman jesse pinkman or his real name is uh aaron paul but uh that's my association anyways Anyways, yeah, BoJack Horseman right there smack dab in the middle of my list. Okay, why don't you kick off number four? I will. Are you ready? Yes. It's more comic book based. Okay. You got to guess? Um, then I'm going to guess Luke Cage. You guess correctly. Uh, so that tells you where my highest rating comic book series one is for later. But yeah, Luke Cage was so enjoyable, and I really want to see what happens next. Probably more so than any of the other series to where they are currently. Don't mean to go down a rabbit hole here but let's face it i just said oh i can't wait to see where this leaves off but we know before luke cage season two we're gonna defenders defenders yeah. so i imagine yeah, yeah. this time a few months from now or next month because i think it comes out in august I'm if we were to, re- to it. i am too if we were to redo this list i would hope think and imagine we'll be adding the defenders but as it currently stands luke cage awesome show very strong lead yeah uh, i think it suffered very heavily though from a lack of a really cool villain. They had a really cool villain and they killed him. I agree with you. But when I get to that, cause that's later in my list, mm-hmm. I'll talk about some of the reasons that I liked it, yeah. but I agree with you. The huge downside was that they had a compelling villain and then they killed him off and then they brought in a shit villain. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, why? Are you doing he was that? corny. I mean, he you was. can hear a more in-depth breakdown if you want of uh, Luke Cage, but anyways, without yeah. getting too far into it, it is my number five, See, four, excuse me. And I'll, I'll uh, say my number four pretty quickly because it's Jessica Jones. Cool. So I've already said why, but mainly the purple man, yeah. David Tennant. If you even go man. back and look at the cover art, she's like, it's her face because it's Jessica Jones. purple. It, and she's like got yeah. like a shroud of purpleness behind her. And so if you look at the Wish trailer, killed him. the trailer had a lot of purple in there. Very cool. Um, so number three. For me or you? For me. Go it might it. be the same. Daredevil. So close. Oh. I think we have the same number one then. So tell me why Daredevil for you is number three. Um, I think the reason I love Daredevil so much is just the characters. Like, it's the first time we get to see Daredevil as a comic book character done right on screen. Oh, it's the most faithful adaptation and to date. surrounding that is a good quality story. Once again, looking at any of the previous iterations of him, it was kind of a shitty character with a really bad story surrounding it here we kind of get the best of both and and ultimately i think it's some of the best action we've seen in any of those comic book based netflix shows i don't think it's the best story definitely the best action very cool i'm gonna do my number three and two back to back because they've already both been mentioned okay so they're off the collective table and i'll just put them in order for me house of cards number three okay and the reason i couldn't put it any higher is just because I'm not a huge political, like political theme things don't tickle my funny bone as much as, you know. Somebody with superpowers. Yeah. 
Right. Uh, but it is the best thing that Netflix has got going outside of Supernatural or Superpowers or anything like that. I really like seeing not so much who's next to be betrayed, but how. Yeah. How it gets carried out. Because this guy can't get his hands dirty. Or so you think, anyways. Well, have you? are you watching this current season? I'm a halfway through it. So I'm most of the way through it, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but it, it gets to that exact same point where you're like, where this story takes place, and you realize so much of this was controlled from the beginning. And that is almost scary. But you believe it because that character is so perfect at controlling everything around him. He is, uh, what's that song by Incubus? Megalomaniac? Yes, he is. That uh, that song literally plays in my head. Yep. Uh, and then number two for me, tying to your number Daredevil. three, yeah. Daredevil. Uh, I thought the second season suffered a little bit from just easy storytelling and coincidences. But I'm not in the writer's room. I don't know what it takes. But that first season was just so compelling. And I really liked the secondary character development in season two. Again, everything we're mentioning previous to now, it is all going to tie into Defenders, but then we're still on track, hopefully, for them to get their continuation of their own individual stories. So Daredevil, of course, you, it's hard, it's easy to think back to those two fight scenes they've done in uh, season one and two. They're like, hey, this kicked ass the first time we did in season one. That really long take. I even thought this one in season two was just as good, if not better. Well, they had to they had to step it up because the first one was like iconic, and everybody was like, did you see that one scene? Yeah. And so they had to it's do like the that bull, again, the bunch of but the better. Matrix. It's what people talk about, you yep. know? Um, and Charlie Cox, the guy who plays Matt Murdock slash Daredevil, he excels so well in both, and he's super intelligent, dry, witty, and the backstory they put on him really made me want to cheer him on. So Daredevil, number two for me. What's your number two? My number two is Luke Cage. I knew we were going to have the same number one by process of elimination. Uh, I knew we Sorry, were. I, I knew we ju- were not even by process of elimination, just because of the way we've talked about it. And but so let's expand a little bit more. Uh, the points I made earlier. What do you have to? Well, I just wanted to add in, and I mentioned this on when we did our our uh, spoiler review of it a while back. But I'm a sucker for quality music that tells the story or progresses the story. That well, yeah, and that enhances everything. It is it's, enhancement. It's um, it's like a, you know, you can have a, a cake, but it's it's the frosting on top that like really makes it either a good cake or a bad cake, right? And I feel like that's what music is to a movie or a TV show. And I love the way they made music its own character in a way. Like it made the city and it made yeah, the Harlem music for real a part of the story as much as any of the main or surrounding characters. And I love that. And I think it added so much to it. So that was my point to Luke Cage. Now, I, we don't even need to drum roll because we know exactly what number one is for both of us. The Stranger, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Stranger Things. Which is, yes, very cool. Yeah. October 27th, Brandon, is going to be a, a historical day. A, a historical day. I don't even know how to say it, guys. <laughs> I want to... Isn't it technically an historical day? It is because that H gets weird. Yep. And I'm saying that because October 27th, three, to me, really cool things. I think two really cool things too, but take your pick of the three. October 27th, Stranger Things Season 2. Okay. October 27th, Super Mario Odyssey. Cool. Also on that day, Evil Within 2. Okay. No, I'm wrong. That comes out October 13th. Sorry, Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay. October 27th is going to be... Shaking and moving. You're going to have a lot of people yeah. online. You're going to have a lot of people on their consoles. 
I really like Stranger Things. Um, so, and I, I know we're I only know basing we, this off of one season. Some of these shows have already had longer runs. But but this season was but, so good. And if, if it had ended there, I would have been like, cool. But I'm yeah. so glad it's not. Me too. I'm really glad we get a season two, but I'm really afraid that it's not going to meet our expectations. Can anything though? Well, yeah. Like, I mean, look at something like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1, right? And Guardians of the Galaxy 1 comes out and we're like, we don't know how you're going to do Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and you're going to match that. And they did. They did something that was different enough, but felt similar enough. And it was that perfect mesh. I'm just, you know, that's a good example of something that did live up to the hype. What's the name of the town? That's just bugging me for some reason. Town? What? In Stranger Things. Hawkins, Hawkins, Indiana. Hawkins, Indiana. Yeah. And the characters were so great. Each kid was, you know, collectively part of like the, where the outcasts and where the D&D kids, but they each had their own personalities and strengths. The, the older brother or the older sister, I should say, and then Will's older brother and even... Just all the tropes, but so well played. Such a cool season, such a cool show so far. And it made you feel like you were watching a, a yeah. late eighties, early nineties, uh, movie yeah, by it was Steven Spielberg, with Spielberg. That you it just, was. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And everything down to the way the credits were and the music, everything felt not only new, but it also felt like it's something that you've seen before and that you can attach to your childhood. I can't wait to see where they go. Of course, the trailer for season two has been out for a while. All we know is it's getting darker, the evil is spreading, the uh, the upside down seems to be leaking all over the place, and they dress up as Ghostbusters. Cool. Uh, more nostalgia. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. Well, I Oh, think by the way. Oh, sorry. Okay. BT dubs. Let's. Um, maybe we'll be adding this show to our list as much as it's only very short and brand new, but Castlevania, have you started watching that yet? I have not. Have I you? I have. And I'm it's really, only four episodes. Four episodes it is. <laughs> and I'm really enjoying it so far. So maybe we'll have a little further discussion okay. in a future recording. Cool. So that was our first co-topic of the week. Yeah. And I think this would be a perfect transition out of that into our second co-topic of the week, which is our top comic book movies. So there's a lot of comic book movies. What was the first one you ever really remember seeing? Because I remember that shitty Captain America movie way back in the day. But I think I genuinely remember Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher. Uh, and even back then, I'm like, wow, this no, is bad. No, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher for me was like, I think, 1988. Ninja Turtles was like 91, 92. No. Yeah. We're going to have, no, uh, have a geek fight. Uh, the internet's going to moderate for us. It, yeah. All right. We're going to look this up. Stand by. According to uh, IMDb, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows was 2016, so we're both wrong. No, I'm talking about the original FHE <laughs> version of the movie. Or was it New Line Cinemas? I can't remember. Look it up. We are both wrong. How? Who's so it? I was going to say 89. I said 91. And you said, you said 92. I said 91 or 92. And it's 1990. So if this was a game of Price is Right and there was the, I show, won. the Showcase Showdown, you would have run because I would have been over technically. Yeah. Uh, for that matter, would you look up Dolph Lundgren's The Punisher for me? All right. That was 1989. Touche. All right. Cool. Um, so you're right. That <laughs> Dolph Lundgren Punisher came before Ninja Turtles. So what we're getting at is that those were the very first comic book movies we could really recall. Not necessarily knowing they were comic movies back no, then. No, I, I didn't know. Yeah, well, the, I mean, I loved the TV show. And that, to me, Ninja Turtles was just a TV show at the time. 
and before that and before that. So we're tracing it back to its origins and plenty of comic book movies have come out since. And again, just following the same format of what we just did for our Netflix shows, we're going to give an individual top 10. There's going to be some collaboration. So it only might be like 14 actual titles mentioned because I'm Probably. sure we're going to have some of the same. Uh, but I would like to kick this off. Oh, I see. I was going to, I wanted to kick, kick it off because of How about we have what we were just talking about. Fair enough. Then in that case, I am intrigued and I pass the mic to you. My number 10 is you the Teenage Mutant better. Ninja Turtles. Yeah, the is the number Punisher. 10, huh? Yeah. Well, okay. Here's, I struggled well, with this. I, well, to be fair, I don't have it at all. So oh, I, okay. I just know how much just like, you, you like yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I literally have Ninja Turtle posters and stuff on the, on the wall in this very room. So a little we, semen on them too. That that's mayonnaise. And I think the reason I put Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at number ten was because I recognize that it's not a great movie. It really is not. <laughs> but a it's great, great movie. to you for but it, it nostalgia's has, sake and yes, for memories. As far as nostalgia's sake. That's hard to say. That yeah, is hard to say. As far as nostalgia's sake, it would be almost up at my top because I've seen that movie more times than I have seen any other movie in history. Like, I remember when I was younger, I would watch that movie so much that I would say every word along with the movie. Oh, yeah. I had on to VHS, point, too, and I was... It's to a, the point it was where recital. my parents took the movie away. They were like, we can't handle this anymore. For sure. That's a very so little kid thing to I do. I put it at number 10 because I, 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 I needed it to be on the list, but I recognize that it's nowhere near as good of a movie, objectively, as the rest of my top 10. There. So that's why I wanted to go first because we were just talking about it. You can now talk about The Punisher, which is I'm sure you're number It is 10. not. It oh, would, what? That's crazy. Uh, I would like to uh, actually Punisher. Well, we'll get into that later maybe. I would like to offer up my, if I had to narrow Again, this is a large net to cast, so it took some oh my god, I, I had a hard some time. critical thinking yeah. for sure. I think we deserve college credit for this course so. we just made for ourselves. Blade number ten for me. Oh wow, okay. the original. I'm not no, number I, two I, and number three. Accountable. I recognize the original as oh, being a original. good movie, but the, it had know. really bad special effects. It was super cheesy, but and he was just so badass. Motherfuckers always ice skating uphill. Yeah, I just I love that movie. Okay, if I go back and watch it today, I'm probably like. Maybe like, not why as much did I love then. that movie? Yeah. But it's one of the few that not only did I buy on DVD, but I still have kept to this day because every once in a while I might just pop it in. So that opening rave scene was badass. Come on. Uh, yeah, it was. Okay. So um, you don't have Ninja Turtles on there, but you have Blade. That's correct. Huh. Because I associate Blade more as a comic than I do Ninja Turtles. Really? Well, okay. I, I get that. I mean, it. The, is that your reasoning, though? Because they're That's, both from comic books. That, no matter what your association is, they're both. I never comic owned a books. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book. Okay, but you owned a Blade one. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, Blade, especially when they did that series, Night Stalkers. Remember that? Nope, never read it. Okay, a... so I'm a little more of a fan than you. What's your number nine? I don't want to talk about it anymore. My number nine is Wonder Woman. And you're saying that because you liked it. I loved Wonder Woman. Good enough to say that they're, out of all the comic book movies, this one is ninth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling here. Cool. Yes. Talk me through it. Uh, so Wonder Woman came out of nowhere in a sense where we were in a flood of shitty DC Warner Brothers comic book movies. It was a harbinger. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, basically this one gets hyped and people were like, I don't know. Are you going to screw it up like you screwed up everything else? And then it came out and you're just like, damn, that was a good quality movie, especially if my expectations were a little bit lower or I was really keeping them in check, 
it came out. It impressed me. The the action scenes were amazing. And on top of that, they gave Wonder Woman her own little uh, riff of, of a guitar sound. I did like that. Like every time she kind of text alert. Yeah, and and um, that once again they they gave it a, a a twist with the music added to it, similar to the way that say. Darth Vader comes out right and you hear his music and there's something association that is so powerful about it and every time she came out and you just heard that little guitar riff it just it just changed everything you know that's a really good catch I think when we broke it all down just three episodes ago if you want to go back and listen I didn't really notice that yeah I don't think that's something either of us mentioned they really made it subtle and it wasn't every time that's a nice little bug in the ear a little plant I literally I, I loved it good call uh, I'm going to name a DC franchise. By the way, we are throwing this out that you can do more than one movie in a franchise. Correct? Yes. So if you hear more than a few X-Men movie or something like that, that that being why. Number nine for me, Superman 2. I, the original was great. And of course, it you know introduced Christopher Reeve as Superman. But number two had badass villains. And it really kind of picks up where the first one left off. And... You know, it has so many quotes, you know, yeah. Neil before Zod and all that good stuff. And I just really like that movie. Right. Superman don't play that. I think that was one. And... No, that was Homie from In Living Color. But oh, okay. Very you know, I always get similar them characters. That's very so brightly weird. colored gents. Yes. Um, yeah, Superman 2. Okay. I, I don't have any of the Superman original Superman movies on mine because they did not have the lasting power. You would say they're all-time goods, not all-time greats for you. I would say if this were an objective top 10, one of the original Supermans would be somewhere in there. But it's uh, this is mine. Now let me go to my number eight, if I may. You may. Spider-Man Homecoming. We just saw it, and I'm not going to go into the details about why, because if you want to listen to it, please go back to the previous episode where we do a whole spoiler review. But I thought that was a very well-done version of spider-man strong lead good villainry i think it was the best spider-man we've seen and i think it was the best spider-man one of the best spider-man villains we've seen and i think it was a great story but i question whether or not like the action movie part of it was as strong as it could have been good so point. that's my number eight my number eight is recent but not as recent as spider-man homecoming i think three or four years ago now I'm going to zero in on Captain America Winter Soldier. Um, It is one of the best sequels. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to get it twisted. Some people are like, oh, Captain America First Avenger was lame. No, it was just in a different time and it's an origin story. But this one really picked up the stakes. It did. Yeah. And it made it feel modern day and impactful. And I just loved the progression of how he adjusts to going from, you know, life during World War II era being frozen for many years, Mm -hmm. thawed out, so to speak, and adapting to new life with this horrendous guilt and heaviness on his conscience and government conspiracy. It was just, it was, it was like the closest, and this is not my original thought. I know I've read this somewhere before, but it bears repeating. It was the closest feeling that a Marvel movie that I've seen has done to feeling like a Bourne movie, just with spy and espionage and, you know, who's really who and, just the tie-ins to the greater franchise, solid movie. Such yeah, a solid and movie. amazing action. action sequences yeah. in that. 
And that is, in my opinion, is if you're going to talk a comic book movie, you've got to have some key action sequences. And when I think about that movie, I can think about certain action sequences that stick out of my mind, which is like that you're like, okay, I remember that being awesome when I first watched it. Cool. So I, I had that on, if I had a top 11 or 12, that would be there. I follow you. But I, I ended up having to take it off. Um, my so, number seven mm-hmm. is another Spider-Man movie. It's not number three, and it's not anything by Andrew Garfield. Nope. So it's either, I'm going to guess, the first one or the second one. The Probably second the second one. one, yeah. So Spider-Man 2 is one above Spider-Man Homecoming, and we talked about that the other day, and I, I think I just like Spider-Man 2 a little bit better um, because it just has so much more iconic action sequences, and even though I think that the Spider-Man of Homecoming and the villain of Homecoming are better and the story of Homecoming is better. I'm not talking myself out of it, I swear. But Spider-Man 2, I think, did more for the comic book genre in general, did more for me during that time to get into the comic book genre, and I think Doc Ock's character and the fight sequences done between him and Spider-Man were still, to this day, are some of the best you will find in a comic book movie. And you got to keep in mind, and I don't want to get ahead of myself for when I put it further on down my list there wasn't as much comic book movie saturation at the time and to stand out yeah like it did at that time i think that really set a precedence so agreed good on you and we can't deny sam raimi's just awesome well yeah you we say that but then he also did spider-man 3 and we can easily deny (laughs) Uh, you've talked me out of it good sir right my number seven is one of the first in the series of Nope. Oh. I'm actually going to say Iron Man. I oh, really yeah, enjoyed yeah. Iron Man. Even though it did not have a compelling and strong villain to me. Can you even remember who the bad guy was? Um, No. It's Jeff Bridges. I even forget his oh, name. Oh, I thought that was Spider-Man. Or, no, I, Jeff I'm Bridges. Sorry, I thought that was Iron Man too. No, that was um Harvey Keitel. No, that wasn't Harvey Keitel. Mickey Rourke as Whiplash. Oh, okay. Iron Man 2 deserves to be on a different okay. list. So, yeah, that's right. I remember... I remember Jeff Bridges, and he basically had his own suit of armor, and it was an Iron Man versus Iron Man type situation. Yeah. But so, the, the, the storytelling as to how Tony Stark became Iron Man and yeah. the, the the gaps that were bridged there were just so well done. And of course, you know, I'm hard-pressed to think of who better plays their character or who is more popular as a certain Marvel character in this modern age than him. Yeah. And he kind of kicked it off the whole revival of the Mar- Marvel movie franchise or the MCU. I mean, if you think about it, if Iron Man One wasn't good, we would we not would have not be here. Any of this straight Marvel cinematic universe. Fact. Yeah, Ex- exactly. So, dude, good point. Yeah, so that's why I couldn't make it higher based on everything else I had, but I knew it had to be on here. Yeah, and if once again, if I were to do a top eleven or twelve, it might be on there, but I I couldn't. I had to take it off for the others. I'm curious to know what some of your remain ones are. Yeah, I've so I've I been wanna, wrong before. I want to. I want you know. I've been starting it off. I want you to start this off. You go with your number six. My number six is back into DC, and it is a little Suicide tale. Squad. That's a different Batman list v. again. Superman. Okay. Uh, when you're done being a douche, let me know. I I didn't make him. That's true. Okay. <laughs> when you're done being a douche, not as bad as the people who made the movies. All right. Fair uh, enough. Go on. Batman Returns. Super- <laughs> I love Batman Returns. I think. The two original Batmans, 
probably are still my favorite. And people are like, what? Dark Knight? And hey, to each their own. Everyone's got their own flavor. I grew up with Batman, Michael Keaton, and I think he is the best Batman overall when you consider Batman is the Cape Crusader and Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But Batman Returns really picked up the action, and Tim Burton was just all over that movie, but not all like super campy like he's sometimes campy. Sometimes known for. Yeah. yeah. And I just really love that movie. I went and rewatched it the other day, and Danny DeVito was freaking awesome as he the penguin. He is really good. Yeah, that's the best penguin to me. And, and yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer tearing it up. Yeah, that one. Christopher Walken as uh, yeah, yeah. This movie's just no. Great. That was it. Was a really good movie. It had the, f- it had that certain weird enough flavor. Yes. And campy flavor that you got out of the TV show, but without throwing it in your face and, and, and overwhelming you with it, it was still a good quality action film. Yeah. What's your number six, my friend? Mine is the original X-Men. Okay. Yeah. So... Why? And I think, and I'm going to get the feeling here that you like X-Men 2 more than you like the original X-Men. Yes. And I, and I, and I, cause I think you've mentioned that and talked about X2 more. For me, I like X2, but the original X-Men movie... I think was very important in bringing the comic book movie genre back because we had these little ones sewn throughout. Yeah, Cause like, it was like 2000. They weren't again, not popular. Back right. Then. They were not popular. And so we had these little ones sewn throughout that never really picked up as a comic book movie genre. And X-Men one started that. And who the hell knew, at least here in America knew about Hugh Jackman before that movie. Yeah. And, and funny thing is, is uh, Russell Crowe was, was considered to play him. And um, I can't remember why. I think it was a scheduling conflict, but he couldn't play Wolverine. And so he says, oh, you know what? You should try my buddy Hugh Jackman. My other Literally, fellow that's, Australian. That's what it was. It's like, oh, I have a, I have a friend, Hugh Jackman. He's, he's a startup actor. I think he'd be really good for this. And the problem with him was that he was much taller, right, than, well, than Wolverine is supposed to be. But they were like, he just fits so perfectly. And he, now he is iconic in that role. Oh, yeah. Uh, can you name what movie they did together? Think about it. Uh, Les Mis. Good, yeah. good knowledge. Uh, which is my number five. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, based off the comic book, Les Mis. Yeah, it was such Death a great... Death of Les Mis. Uh, may I tell you what my number five is? Please. It's recent. Wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very recent. I got to give it up to Deadpool. Oh, fuck me. I've totally forgot about Deadpool. Well, that's your fault. It's just done. Oh, no. Well, I will tell you why (laughs) I like Deadpool. Apparently, Brandon doesn't enough to even put it on his top 10. Uh, Deadpool was hilarious. Deadpool was action. Deadpool was everything it should have been after. Well, we don't have to break it down too much. You know. You've seen it. It's just a badass movie. It's fun. It's violent. It tells a great story without getting bogged down in the lore of, you know, too many mutants or Uh something like that. And I'm excited for the sequel. Me too. And you know what? I am so pissed off at myself because I did not, I for some reason forgot about Deadpool in my entire list. I was just, at the end of the day, I was so entertained by that movie. It was such a good movie. And they took a, they took a risk in a way. For sure. They, they were like, okay, we already tried Deadpool and we fucked it up. And then we were going to, we're going to bring back the same person and we're going to let that actor actually produce and kind of write They gave themselves the a mulligan. Yes. And it was a Hail the Mary. Public, they were like, let's just let him do it. To the public's benefit, for sure. And I totally agree with you. That would be probably in my top five. But now I'm to my top five where I can't kick one out. Yeah. Does that make sense? The, the ink is dry. Yeah. So it's already been settled. So I, 
I agree with you on that. But my my number five is Captain America: Civil War. I think that is the one of the best ensemble movies you will find in all of comic book movie history because they brought so many. I I don't want to say B level, but really, it's like some A level characters you can call them secondary. and some B level secondary characters, and they brought them all together. They gave them all a purpose, and they they did. It didn't feel like too much, right? We've talked before about that whole mutant stew where you just have too many mutants thrown in the pot where each one gets a little bit lost. But I feel like Captain America's Civil War threw a shit ton of heroes in there with almost no villain in that movie, right? The villain was, they became their own villains. The The actual antagonist was like a nobody. He wasn't really on, on there as, as a part of the plot. And, it, they made it work incredibly well, and it's just a testament to not only really good writing, but the action sequences in that, like the airport, yeah, is when, an iconic scene. Yeah, and that's the the clear standout. But to me, I think the another scene that kind of um, is worth mentioning is the chase scene when uh, Soldier yeah. is being chased by Panther, who's being pursued by uh, Captain America, and they're all wrangled up by War Machine. That was just phenomenal. In, in fact, to that point, we see um, Black Panther and the new Spider-Man both for the first time in that movie. And that was a big voyage for them because they really hadn't... Well, Spider-Man had existed but never been tied down to uh, what they're doing currently with Marvel. And Black Panther's never appeared on the big screen. Yeah. So, very cool. And it was almost like a test for them to be like, okay, are we doing this character right? And then that movie comes out and everyone's like that was you can tell they were still gonna make the movie but but standalone movie after the fact but it even really helped bolster it like yep yeah we're on the right track we know he is part of the avengers yeah he absolutely is where you see him or where you read it but yeah he's in there so it just made sense cool good pick thank you sir can i have you give me your number four let's get a little back to back brandon guardians of the galaxy the first one I didn't have that on my top 10, but again, oh, to your see, point, I had it pretty like, high up. If we had it like that, those couple of floaters like poking at the top 10, it'd be yeah. right there with the pack. Once again, I'm just going to throw it out there. I think they married music and story and characters and action perfectly within that movie. Well, and granted that you've made that very clear that that is something that really works for you and, and turns your crank. Uh, yeah. Then it makes sense that it's number turns four. Turns it hard. Yeah. Good call. What about yours? May I ask real quick? Okay. Out of as we know them on film, who's your favorite guardian? You know, I actually think, and I it's sort of cliche to pick the main star of the movie. I, I actually think Star-Lord carried that movie perfectly well. If it weren't for that actor in that role, that movie wouldn't be near as good. Much like they kind of found gold with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. and Tony Stark. And even, I give it props, Chris and Evans. Hugh Jackman and, and yeah, Wolverine. They, they and nailed another guy. They... <laughs> They nailed another guy. They nailed they? it with this guy. Yes, I know what you meant. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> Chris Pratt. Thank you. My number four is X2. Okay, see? I knew it was going to be somewhere up there. Yep. I think that is the best X-Men movie. And it was very Wolverine-centric. It was. And just getting introduced to Col- uh, Colossus, yep. who's always been like kind of one of my guys. That was very cool. And it just had such a compelling story. It's like, okay, we formed the X-Men. Of course, Magneto had to be the bad guy for the first one. You know, you're planting that flag. I get it. The bad guy for this one was like, 
Striker. Yeah, but he's not huge in, in X-Men well, lore to me. He is in the Wolverine storyline. Yes, but they still made it very much Wolverine, knowing that they had built him up to be the main character or the standout character right. from the first one. But everyone seemed important. And I just love that scene when they first basically break into the mansion and he goes berserk for the first time. You know, he's stabbing people in the face. I remember that. And then in the face and like... In front of the kids, by the way, which is... And they had to PG-13 it, you know, but it was awesome. And Iceman, and they just really expanded it, but still everyone felt like they mattered, much like Civil War. Um, And I just love that movie. I think it is the best X-Men movie. Okay. I... I agree. It's a great movie. It's not on my top 10, though. You won't find X2 on my top 10. But I was, I knew I needed to have an X-Men movie up there, and I wasn't sure if I wanted the original or if I wanted number two, and I'm, I chose the original because I think it was it, breakthrough. It, it not is only close for me. for me. Can I give you my number three? Please do. Uh, also, someone with claws, I'm going to say, and I know it's easy because we just saw it not that long ago, so it's still fresh in the mind, but there is no denying in my heart of hearts. Logan? Logan. Yeah. Top three. It's number three. Um, just such a beautiful movie. So and you know what? I, let's just. I, I'm gonna. I, mine's number. That's number two on my list. Okay. So I'm just gonna say that now, so that we can get that out of the way. Hot shot it. I got you. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. I think that is one of the best adaptations of a comic book movie because it it didn't treat itself like a comic book movie. It treated itself like a really good, almost independent style movie. It very much so. It was gritty, and it was the violence was just so raw but necessary to just get across like just these are desperate times for this character and when I say my favorite X-Men movie yes I know these are X-Men characters but Logan was not an X-Men movie it really wasn't in my mind it wasn't it was was based off of X-Men characters it had Charles Charles X Professor X Charles Xavier it had Logan and that was kind of really only incantations we saw from those that we're used to seeing yeah such a good movie I think one of the things that makes this movie so good is that they took a chance in a way with really narrowing the scope of the story and saying, you know what, this is just going to be, I mean, I know I'm oversimplifying it, but this is pretty much a road trip. This was, yeah, <laughs> this, this was, is a road trip movie. This was a battle and it wasn't an all out war like it's been in other yeah. ones. Like the end of the world is impending and doom is about to befall us. No, it was just like, hey, this girl needs to get away from yeah. some bad guys. It was a very simplified story that you would not normally find in a comic book movie. And they did it and they did it really well and they but did it, it right. it also pointed to future potentials, you know, oh, with yeah. the, who could be the new mutants at the right. end. And X-23, she, she was so good in that movie that you know for sure that they're going to continue with the X-23 character. Whether or not they do it with that little girl or whether they skip ahead and make it some teenage girl now, but you know that they're writing that script. And you can't help but deny if you've cross-platformed with us the obvious but not purposeful comparisons to Last of Us with Joel and Ellie. Yeah. Very cool. What's your number? So we're still on three. Mine is the Avengers. The original Avengers. And I think it was because, once again... That was our first big ensemble movie. Shit. You know what? You know how you had an oh crap. Did you forget about the Avengers? This is my Deadpool. Yeah. Oh well. But yeah, if I could redo this, I would push something out and make room, but I can't. Okay. But yes, I would agree with you. But I think they had that perfect mesh of a handful of characters and some characters that are near useless compared to the other characters. So how do you have how do you have Hawkeye standing next to the Hulk? and give him sort of this equal importance in screen time, and they played it off masterfully. So 
much like they would in the comics. Yes. But it wasn't comic-y. Yeah. You know? And you for you having know I mean? holes opening in the sky, it actually felt like... And it, it sort of did it right. It did it right, unlike a lot of things to come after the fact. I remember where we were that night. There was a big line for that movie. It was me, your former roommate, his girlfriend. That was fun. Like, yeah, I was amped up. And it was really the first time, like you said, that they they had already started building, franchise building with Thor here, yep. Iron Man here, you know, this person here, a little cameo from like Black Widow, from Hawkeye. But mm-hmm. it's the first time they had really attempted to bring them together and they did it so well. And ever since then, they've been pouring out quality. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. My number two is a number two. Spider-Man 2. Okay. Uh, I love Spider-Man I, 2. I thought you were like saying my number two is a piece of shit. No. And I was I like, th- why would you choose it then? I, I mean, it. and this is for me, it's splitting oh, hairs with Logan. Yeah. To me, it's the best singular characters narrative piece. Um, and by that, I mean just a standalone film like any, yeah. your Iron Man or your Captain America before it starts, you know, getting bogged, not bogged down, but tied together with other characters or other stories. I just love that movie. Yeah, and then, the, yeah, the fight scenes. And I thought, you know, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I thought it had a very compelling story because, you know, um, Doc Ock was kind of a friend and mentor. And he's like, am I really going to have to face this guy? Yeah. You know, Do but, you think that Spider-Man 2 had a better storyline than Spider-Man Homecoming? I would say it's as good. Okay. In my mind. Do you think, as far as writing, simple writing and directing, that Spider-Man 2 is better than Homecoming? And that is that Probably by, by writing, I mean like dialogue and yeah, I see what you're saying. Probably not. Okay. But you know, and the original Spider-Man should get some credit too. That would be in like my top 15. Um, but Spider-Man two best singular focused comic I agree. book movie. I agree. Um, my number two is Logan. Wait, if you agree, then why would Logan be higher? I agree that it's a good movie. Oh, okay. But Logan is definitely higher in my so, opinion. So yeah, we're just one off on that. Yeah. So Logan, I'm not going to go into the details because we just did, but that is besides my number one, which I we are we haven't both brought up this number one yet, so I'm pretty sure we're going to see eye to eye on this. No, I no? can already tell you. Oh, okay, that's so, okay. Um, I feel like I forgot something again just by the way you. Oh, well, maybe, but I I I think Logan is one of the best comic book movies out there. So that's my number two. So thank you for that. I want to know who your number one is now. But is it going to seem sweeter if I go first or last? I want you to go first. Civil War. I've, I just like wow. Civil War so much. Okay. But I feel like I'm you missing something. A good, you forgot something. Uh, we'll see. But Civil War. Oh, you're going to say The Dark Knight? Yeah. No. What? Not even on the top 10. What? Such an overrated movie. But let me... Hold on. I, oh, my God. No. Never have I been Heath, so angry at Heath you. Ledger had an awesome performance in that movie. That movie as a whole was just horribly okay. No, the... He's one of the worst Batmans, but, but he sounds like he's gargling gravel. I no, I get that. I get like, that. What is that? But you had the best villain in all of comic book. Then history. it should have been called the Joker, and they should have done a movie about him the, instead. What, okay, fine. Then let's say that were the case. Would it be on your top ten if they called it the Joker? <laughs> yes, no, magically it would. <laughs> but I, you have to admit that storyline okay, was wait. also we're jumping the gun here i want to finish uh, telling right. you why civil war is my favorite i'm so bored now you feel you feel weird now <laughs> i can just tell i'm i'm literally like slumped over in my chair civil war angry. was awesome it is my favorite comic book movie to date um again this is with the preface that i forgot avengers i wish i could just say well they're which one did you like better 
Avengers or Civil War? Probably Civil War. Okay. So maybe Avengers Stutters. would be maybe number two or three? Or? It would be a top ten. Okay. I would find a way to push something out and push something back in. You know, like the movies I watch on the internet. I really love Civil War because of all the reasons you mentioned and uh-huh. the fact that it was long and it felt like every minute was deservedly yes. on the screen. I Unlike, did, say, Spider-Man 2 when we were talking about that. It was really long, but we were kind of like, we noticed it being yeah. long in the middle. You mean Homecoming? Sorry, yes. It's fine. Um, yeah, and I just really feel like that end and the like, even when they're just doing the voiceover of um, Steve talking to Tony in that, that letter, it got me. And that's, that the fight scenes were amazing. The end when he and Bucky are battling, it felt emotional. I was like, oh my gosh, I want both of these guys to win. And yeah. then it did such a good job, even in the marketing, and maybe this was supplanted in my head, much like a rogue sleeper agent. Whose side are you on? Oh, they did, that marketing was genius. Yeah. Are you Team Cap? But I like, team Iron Man? I like people I mean, on each team, but ultimately I remember we actually chose our sides. You chose Iron Man because of Black Panther, but I'm like, dude, in my heart, Steve's right. Uh, and yeah, that f- scene at the end when, when it was like heartbreaking when he shoves his shield in Tony's, you know, yeah. uh, arc reactor, I was just like, Oh, did he kill him? You know? And he's not, of course they were, yeah. and, but then they actually, this is one of the movies too, where they let you think maybe one of these guys can actually die, you know? Cause when Rhodey got shot down, I thought, Oh, is he dead? Yeah. And they teased that very early. They made sure to show that from the preview. So I was going to be, and he got about. messed up. Yeah. And he might not ever make it back and as war machine, maybe he will. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure he will. Let, Every character when felt like Iron Man dies in some of the future movies because yeah. I have a feeling that's going to happen. Well, because Robert Downey Jr. has got to be done eventually, and they're well, not going to be able dude, to replace him. Dude, they can't. Him. They can't keep up. They can't afford to pay him fifty to seventy million dollars every movie. Especially as these movies are, you know, getting larger and larger with the depth of cast and all that. Yeah. But yeah, just every character felt like they mattered, and it's it's my favorite comic book movie. Okay. Not Dark Knight. It's no, no, you're right. It's not Dark Knight. It's not near as good as Dark Knight. Why? Because the Joker. Yeah. Plain Again, and simple. The Joker was awesome. I will agree with you 110%. Yeah. But sometimes if you have an amazing character, and I will, I will totally say that that entire story and every single scene in that movie and the way they didn't use music, the way they used this eerie sound constantly to to build up the tension it was it was unique in its own right and at the same time it felt like a comic book movie and it laid the groundwork for all of the movies coming after it that tried to do what dark knight did and have this unique take on the villain and nobody else was successful near as much as the dark knight I mean, you make a valid point. I just, it does, that doesn't resonate for me. Yeah. But I'm not going to disagree with anything you say. I enjoyed Batman Begins more than I did Dark Knight. Wow. As a whole movie. I love wow. when Heath Ledger's on the screen in that movie. But for the times he's not, that movie really slows down and I think just kind of suffers. And I think it's one of the most overrated hmm. comic book movies. Am I saying that it's not as good as some of the ones I've mentioned? No. Because obviously it's critically well received and it's, you know, I bet if you pulled 100 people, it would be top five for like 90% of those people. Probably. Just, just for me. No, it I hear you. It just did not resonate. No, I totally hear you. I'm, I'm actually really kind of fun. I'm really fun. Hang out <laughs> with me. You. Record podcasts <laughs> with me. I'm, it's fun to know that I was like, what What did I miss? I'm like, oh, no, no, that was intentional. It was like, like almost a little swerve we did on each other not even knowing. Yeah. So 
Those are the goods. You know, can I just throw what a couple your... of others that I wanted to mention? Yeah, they're that I kind of had on, on my bubble. on my list and then ended up taking them off. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Watchmen. Yeah, good point. That was a, I, I to this day, I, I I still think that is one of the best comic book movies. And it the whole the way the story was told, the way it was directed, and the twist. It's it's one of the only comic book movies with a major twist in it. Yeah. And so I really like that. Also, something that you wouldn't normally think is a comic book movie is Men in Black. It's a very valid point. Yeah. And I actually was trying to find a way to put that in there because when I was a lot younger and that movie came out, I watched that a whole bunch. I love that movie. Oh, me too. I Talking about quoting movies, I used to quote that all the time. Yeah. Lastly. Nah, I make this look good. Did you know the history of violence movie was from a comic book? With the great Viggo Mortenstein? Yeah. Morganson. Morgan. Who? Morganson. Morganson? It's not Morganson. No, Morganson. It is not Morganson. Mortensen. Okay, well, then we're both We wrong. were both incorrect. But, but it's you had a G in there. In, no, I know I did. There ain't no G in... Well, there's a... There's two, G, two G's, G's in Vigo. Vigo. Yeah. Um, no, I, but, I, you know, that was one of those that I was like, man, that was a really good movie. But did it... Did it capture my heart? No, not like the others. I do like that movie. I like talking about movies, and I love recording with you, um, but I love how we end our recordings, Brandon, which is with our awesome quote in Geek History and our shout of the synopsis. What should we do first? Let's kind of stick to the format. Let's do a shadow of the synopsis. Uh, last week, Brandon gave me hot fuzz, if you know what I mean, and I was able to decipher it. And, you know, sometimes... Yeah, maybe we're a little soft on each other, as we've talked about. Not purposefully, though. I think I've got a good one that's just the appropriate amount of challenge for you. Okay. So I'm going to break this down. I actually had written this down earlier while I was at work, because that's what you do when you're at work, is you don't actually work. And I forgot it. So I'm going to kind of freestyle this one off the top of my head. So bear with me if I seem a little jumbled, but I think this is going to be an appropriate amount of challenge. If you're playing along at home, then yes, this is based off of a comic, based off of a TV show movie, video game, anything we consider geek culture, and even really an expanse of that too is fine. And I'm going to give him a synopsis and see if he can name the story. All right, I'm ready. Here it comes. Again, freestyle on this. Frank, a architect turned con man, claims to be able to see evil spirits. He claims to have gotten his gift after the death of his wife. But in his small town, when people actually start dying, now Frank, given his gifts, needs to figure out a way to stop people from dying before their number is up all the while he's fallen in love with one of the former victims of the supernatural killer and he's being tracked down by a crazy fbi agent um i know the movie give people enough time to play at home okay or at the gym or wherever they're listening to this i think this movie is with michael j fox the frighteners great knowledge yeah, and that wasn't easy necessarily because that's no, not like I, a hugely successful popular movie. I have to admit, I when you first started telling me, I was like, okay, I do not know what this is. I was considering putting in the f- last name because that's actually what he got called by more in this movie, as I recall, Frank Bannister. I wouldn't have got it either way because I don't okay. remember the name. I just remember, God, that movie was so good. Peter Jackson, by the way. Gonna, I was just going to um, throw you a bonus. Yeah, but but, but yeah, I, I there's certain key moments in that movie that I just remember specifically with. Uh, the, the Grim, Grim Reaper, Reaper chasing him around. Oh, it was so freaky, cool. and the the uh, but it was effects, also funny. It was it was a Peter Jackson movie. Yeah, like, it can. Yeah, that was such a great movie. Uh, also, do you remember who ended up being the the body to the Grim Reaper? No, is Jake Busey Gary Busey's son? 
He had a few. Oh, okay. He was rolling that guy's hot. A weird looking dude. He, yeah, he was rolling hot for a Star little bit. Troopers, and, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Then those movies came out around the same time. Awesome movie. Awesome solving of the synopsis. Uh, we have not dropped the ball in a while. All right. Nice. Time to move on to our awesome quote in geek history. I said that. It's quote? Quote? It's like when you quote a Coke. This is the last thing we do to wrap up almost every episode. We're going to give you something. Well, this time I'm choosing it. You're choosing it. You're in the driver's seat. And because I hate you and because I love The Dark Knight. Oh, okay. I'm going to choose a quote. And you plan this whole thing out. I'm I'm going to choose a quote from The Dark Knight. Let me guess. Is the one who goes, "Why are you so serious?" No, oh, I'm good, actually because gonna, that was like. I feel like that is predictable, small and quotable, but I don't feel like that quote has any real meaning into the movie. What I'm gonna play, I think does. I just did what I do best. I took your little plan. And I turned it on itself. Look what I did to this city with a few drums of gas and a couple of bullets. Hmm? You, you know what I noticed? Nobody panics when things go according to plan. Even if the plan is horrifying. If tomorrow I tell the press that like a gangbanger will get shot, or a truckload of soldiers will be blowing up, nobody panics. Because it's all part of the plan. But when I say that one little old mare will die, well, then everyone loses their minds. Introduce a little anarchy. Upset the established order, and everything becomes chaos. I'm an agent of chaos. Oh, and you know the thing about chaos? It's bare. And there's a lot of quotes to take from that movie. Not just the obvious ones, like, makes you stranger. Yeah. Or, do you know how I got these scars? Yeah. Or, where is she? I love that one. <laughs> oh, God. When he's got hot lava in his throat. Or how about, you complete me. <laughs> You're hurting me. <laughs> no, I, I just, that one's not part of it. That'd be awesome if it was. You know what would be awesome and actually will be awesome because we know that our listeners are loyal and they want to continue. But if you want to tell other people about us and you're like, hey, I just heard this really cool podcast, but I'm not sure what they're called or if they have Twitter or if they have email. Well, yeah, we're on that. <laughs> Lucky you. So our website where we have not only our most up-to-date episodes, but our whole archive. So you can go back and listen to us really try to figure out how podcasts work as we progress through it. Yes. Randomfandomcast.com. Our email randomfandomcast at gmail.com and our twitter at randomfandomwbb because it's with Brandon Brandon and thank you for being with us today as we navigated through our top tens of comic book movies and Netflix shows and what's next I don't know but tomorrow is Game of Thrones and that's awesome so until we talk to you again thanks for being a fan of our fandom and stay geeky I want to do something new that's never been done before. One step above review and two steps from giving a score. I want to talk about my faves of movies and TV. Best it's ever made. Well, at least according to me, it's, it's a, a top, top ten. A top ten. A, a top ten. Yeah, never been done before. It's a top ten. A top ten. A top ten. Yeah, we're so original, it's a top ten.
I had a top ten favorite chips, friendship would be my number one if I had a top ten of friendship. You'd be my number one. It's a top ten, a top ten, a top ten. Yeah, never been done before. It's a top ten, a top ten, a top ten. Yeah, we're so original. It's a top ten. That was good. Nah, I think we took it way too seriously. I think it's number eleven on my list. <laughs>